Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 7.01. Time to call Shunderovich, Shunderovich, and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call eighty. Call 888-98-TWINS. Offensive coordinator spot is opened up, possibly, <laughs> for the Steelers. Um, defensive coordinator spot's possibly going to open up as well, but I think we anticipate that the Steelers will do uh, a detailed search of who the next person will be uh, to coordinate the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers, knowing their quarterback situation, where it stands right now, knowing that they need to get the most out of Najee Harris, get the most out of Jalen Warren, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, and George Pickens, uh, and saying obviously these, this offensive line and see what they do in the draft. I'm pretty sure they'll draft some offensive linemen, but you need a hit. You need a hit on an offensive coordinator uh, coming up whenever you do your search. And I'm, I'm sure that once they fired Matt Canada, that the search slowly and methodically uh, went on. And you, you, they gave Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan the opportunity to call plays and put game plans together. Those two will be a part of the interview process. So whether you think that they deserve it or not, that's what's going to happen. They will be a part of the interview process whenever the Steelers do uh, start interviewing uh, the next offensive coordinator. But Eddie Faulkner, I thought, did an okay job. Um, Mike Sullivan, I thought, did an okay job for the circumstance. Um, having to put game plans together uh, whenever you had a different job, whenever, you know, you, you know, there's a certain offense that was in place that you had to adhere to. You had to kind of restructure it on the fly while you're trying to win football games and trying to make playoffs. So that's a tough job. A very, very tough job. I thought they did a pretty decent job. I mean, obviously at times it didn't look like it uh, it jived for anything, but they did a decent job for what it was. But that's not the next offense coordinator that needs to be of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need somebody that's engraved. They need somebody that has been around. They need somebody that can develop players and develop a quarterback. With that being said, I don't believe that Mike Sullivan or Eddie Faulkner will get the job this coming season. But – Eddie Faulkner will be on the uh, on the coaching staff. I believe Eddie Faulkner will still be the running backs coach next year. I think he'll move right back. 
I think he's earned that. I think he deserves that. Um, he got his opportunity, got his feet wet to be an offensive coordinator. That's where he aspires to be. I don't know if it's time yet, but he will be an offensive coordinator in this league. But he's a damn good running back coach. I know that. Mike Sullivan, not sure what they would do in, at that spot. Um, that will come down to really uh, how much they think that he can get out of Kenny Pickett um, because Kenny Pickett will be the starter. But the other coordinators that are out there, I mean, there's some big names, obviously. Clint Kubiak. I uh, played for his dad, Gary Kubiak. He's out there. A lot of people want a Kubiak to to run their offense because they're the Wizards. You know, they're the you know the McVeighs, the Shanahan's of those type of offensive coordinators. Shane Waldron's out there. Gerard Johnson's out there. T. Martin, who's the quarterback coach for the Ravens, is out there. Um, Eric Bieniemy would be my number one choice if he was willing to be an offensive coordinator again. Obviously, that staff got fired in Washington. And I don't know if he's going to have many opportunities to be in interview for head coaching spots. I, I think that time has passed him. I think that he had many opportunities before and it didn't work out. I think that he, you know, was in a situation in Washington where it was an uphill battle the whole entire time. But I think that he is a very quality, you know, no nonsense type of offensive coordinator that could really service the Pittsburgh Steelers going into next year. So he would be my number one candidate. But a guy that just got released, just got fired. Uh, about 25, 30 minutes ago, is Alex Van Pelt of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns have uh, cut ties with Alex Van Pelt. He obviously played quarterback at the University of Pittsburgh, has been in the NFL for a long time, was a quarterback coach for a long time, offense coordinator, other places. I think that he could be a legit candidate. Just seeing what the Cleveland Browns endured this year at the quarterback spot. Now, I know Stefanski is an offensive mind, and he's going to have, the obviously, the, 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 the whole – thought process of the game plan and of the offense, but I do believe Alex Van Pelt was an integral part of that. And knowing that they, you know, had Deshaun Watson, had to deal with that situation. You had, uh, who was it, P.J. Walker, I believe. You had uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and then you settle with Joe Flacco, who um, played very well, obviously, um, and you had to just deal with that carousel alongside your winning games and got yourself into the playoffs. I think that that whole unit as an offense did a very good job holding that up this year. And you obviously lost your arguably best player against the Steelers and in, in Nick Chubb. And you, off, and you lost your, uh, your, your right tackle as well. So I, I think that the, the, the Cleveland Browns offense did well this year, and I think Alex Van Pelt had a, a piece of doing that. So he's an interesting candidate. But the real question of these names out there, if you're called by Art II and it's like, we want to interview you for our offensive coordinator job, outside of Eddie Faulkner, outside of Mike Sullivan. Is this job attractive? Like, is this, is it, is this, is this a good job? Like, there's a lot of talent, I believe, on this offense. But is it a, is it a good job? Like, would you want to endure this quarterback situation? You always talk about coaches, and Bill Belichick being one of them. Um, why would Bill Belichick want to, and he probably is going to, and, and I mean, I, I know Bill Belichick thinks he's a fixer, and he's a culture builder, which he is. But as a, as a head coach, if I was interviewing, if I was Jim Harbaugh, who just conducted an interview with uh, the Chargers, if I was Jim Harbaugh, who just conducted an interview with the Falcons, wouldn't the Chargers be the most attractive job because you don't have to worry about the quarterback spot? That's what you have to worry about here. Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and obviously Mitch Trubisky, heading into this season, Crowley and I both said that the Steelers had the best probably quarterback room in the NFL. Like if something were to happen to Kenny, 
we were comfortable with Mitch Trubisky being the backup. And then we were comfortable with Mason Rudolph being the backup to Mitch Trubisky, if it ever got to that point, which it did. And damn, were we wrong. <laughs> like, we were very, very wrong about that. Um, so Mason Rudolph playing the last four games, Kenny Pickett playing the bulk of the season, left nothing to be desired in that quarterback room. Left nothing to be desired, left a lot of questions on the table, and didn't show really any development, especially Kenny Pickett. If you're an offensive coordinator, like do you do you want to endure that? Do you want to be do you want to have to fix that situation? Can you get the most out of those guys? And if you do get the most out of those guys, is it at a level where you can compete for a championship? I don't know. I don't know. Now, a job in the NFL is is unbelievable, right? Like every any opportunity you could get in the NFL to coach, you have to jump on it. So maybe some of these guys are desperate. Maybe these some of these guys look at a situation like, I need to take this because this is my only opportunity to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And, you know, this kind of reminds me of a situation like the Panthers. Like people say, you don't – who wants to work for – uh, the owner. Who wants to work for him? Why would you ever want to work for him? Look how ridiculous he acts. But whenever those jobs open up, and that's what you aspire to be, how could you turn that down? So it's kind of a give and pull here. Like, is this the best situation? Not really. Not really if you're a, an aspiring offensive coordinator and your name's being brought up. But it's an opportunity to really prove that you can be an offensive coordinator. Now, Eric Bieniemy, he's already proved that. So would he want to endure this situation? Would he want to take on having to develop Kenny Pickett? Does he believe in Kenny Pickett? Does he believe in Mason Roof? Does he believe that they should go draft somebody? That's the questions that really, uh, I, I bet you are going through a lot of these uh, candidates' minds. What's the best situation out there? The best situation to me out there right now is the Chargers. It's the Chargers right now because you have a quarterback. Could put, could potentially be the Cowboys. It's not Atlanta. It's not Tennessee. So you know, I I, I hope the Steelers really do their due diligence on this on this search and do the vetting process of getting the right person. And they have to hit. They have to hit. You don't have time if you're the Steelers. To go through a process where you're going to have to play the waiting game for a guy to get on the same page. The main thing, and first, real quick, Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. The main thing about getting the right offense coordinator that Matt Canada didn't provide is in-game situational play calling. In-game situational play calling. Matt Canada's offense, I don't know if it could have been good. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I, we, we saw what was out there. And a lot of, you know, talking heads said, you know, it's a Saturday offense. It's a Friday offense. But I don't think that he knew how to put it all together. And especially the timing of whenever he called plays, nothing made sense. Whenever you're an offensive coordinator, things have to – there has to be a rhythm to it. it. has to be a rhyme or reason of why you're doing things, why you're calling a certain play – on the minus 40, on the, you know, backed up, whenever you're, you know, heading into the red zone, whenever you're in the gold zone, the green zone. I think Matt Canna was just calling plays. Didn't have a good feel for the game. 
did have a good pace. Didn't know whenever a guy was hot. If George Pickens just caught a ball, didn't really understand the thought process of going right back to him because he was gaining momentum. Things of that nature. That's, that's, that's what type of offense coordinator the Steelers really, really need. They need an in-game situational, feel it out, every single series offense coordinator. Eric Bieniemy to me, is the number one candidate. If you could get him in here, I think that you are moving in the right direction. Eric Bieniemy is a no-nonsense, hard-headed offensive coordinator that I believe that Mike Tomlin would have no choice but to let him just be an offensive coordinator and kind of separate himself from the things that Eric Bieniemy would want to do, and I think that that's a good thing. There's a dream world out there, though. There is a dream world out there that if it could work out this way, I think Steelers fans would love it. Doubt that that actually happens, but there is a dream world that you could put something together that it could look nice. We'll talk about that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fan Text Line brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Dorn here with Nicholas Harry Callis. Crowley is on paternity leave. He will have his daughter today, later on today. That's exciting. You excited for Crowley, Callis? Yeah, I'm excited for Crowley. Yeah. He's a little nervous. He's Well, he's nervous about everything. 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 Are you nervous about everything? I have anxiety, but I wouldn't say I'm, I worry about everything. I feel like Crowley's just a blind warrior. Mm-hmm. You're not? Did I remember the time, too, he thought I was following him to work because we just happened to be behind <laughs> each other? <laughs> And he did a he did a lap around the parking lot and then watched me park. 
Remember the, remember the time whenever there was a guy at the door with a package and he thought the package was bomb? Yeah. Were you here for that one? Whenever the guy yeah. was at the door and the, he had a package, he's like, I'm not going out there. It's probably a bomb. Yeah. Or what about the time in the pre-show whenever he thought the guy that escaped from prison was <laughs> listening to the fan morning show? On the east side of Pennsylvania. On the east side of Pennsylvania, thought that he was coming here. Or how about the story he told us where he's, his mother-in-law was following them and he called the police <laughs> and led them away from his house? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't live like that. I could not live like that. There's a dream world out there that uh, I saw some Steelers fans hoping for. Uh, if potentially Mike McCarthy gets fired, uh, hiring him as the offensive coordinator. And you guys know Mike McCarthy is from Pittsburgh. We get it. Pittsburgh loves nostalgia. Uh, loves you know bringing back familiar names. And obviously Mike Vrabel as a D coordinator. That will never happen. But that is fun to think about. That would put the Steelers in, in, a, in a pretty good direction. Mike Vrabel is going to be a, a, a head coach somewhere. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. I don't know about Mike McCarthy. That is an interesting situation because the way that they lost and what Jerry Jones said after the game, you could just tell that he's no nonsense right now and he was embarrassed and he was feeling it, that uh, Mike McCarthy is probably going to lose his job over that. Because you can't blame it on Dak. Dak is your you know money making quarterback. Uh, you can't blame it on C.D. Lamb, who's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, and Micah Parsons, one of the best defensive uh, rush ends in the NFL. Uh, Mike McCarthy is in danger of lose, losing his job. And you know this is a uh, you know, every year you have the Black Monday and you you have the, the the carousel of coaches, but it just seems this year is just a little bit different. It just seems that the bigger names and the older school coaches are. Uh, being let go. They're being let go. And that kind of, you know, it, it circles back around to obviously Mike Tomlin and, uh, you know, his situation here. Like, dude, I, I don't know. I don't know the direction the Steelers can go in uh, underneath him. I think that the time and the message is stale. I really do. I think the message is stale. I think it's not stale on ears of, of Cam Hayward, of TJ Watt. Um, TJ Watt saying that you know, his contract was designed around Mike Tomlin being the head coach. Obviously, Cam Hayward loves Mike Tomlin. All these guys do. I get it. But is the message stale? The message becomes stale whenever you don't win. Whenever you don't win. And, uh, you know, there, there are some, some interesting things that the Steelers are going to have to do. And is Art II willing to do that? Is Art II willing to take the power out of Mike Tomlin's hands? And if he does do that, how is Mike Tomlin going to react? We know that Mike Tomlin has his hands in everything. We know that Mike Tomlin has his hands in the draft. If he gets stripped of that, how is that going to look? And how is Mike Tomlin going to react to that? Now, I, I, I'm not a big like speculator in throwing out crazy takes. I'm not, that's just not how I do radio. I'm very honest and, you know, and, and I usually use my experience for what I'm projecting. But just because Mike Tomlin tells his team that he wants to come back next year doesn't fully mean that he's coming back next year. And I think if it's up to Rooney, yeah, it's probably, you know, he's one year left on his deal. But there is going to be a heavy discussion on what the direction needs to be of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if Mike Tomlin doesn't agree with that, that could be a situation where you might see something different happen. That might be a situation where something different could happen because I anticipate that if anything is going to change from the top all the way down to Mike Tomlin, it's going to be the duties. It's going to be 
Who picks the offense coordinator? Who picks the next D coordinator? Is Omar Khan or Andy Weidel going to have more power or more say? The chain of command, how's the chain of command going to go? Is it going to be the traditional way? Is Mike Tomlin still going to have full reign of doing whatever he wants? Should he have full reign of doing whatever he wants? Fantex line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Vacations begin here at the Pittsburgh Travel Showcase presented by AAA Travel January 19th through the 21st at the David Lawrence Convention Center. There's exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping. Tickets at pittsburghtravelshowcase.com where your adventure is waiting for you. You know what else is very, very interesting that I kind of wanted to build a show around today? And I'm going to mention it now. I'll probably bring it up to Doug Whaley. I'll probably bring it up to Ray Fit. Is the discussion Najee had after the game. And I know that we've talked about it a decent amount. But that's I, I think that we need to read into that a little bit more. Now, he's always alluding to something. He's never going to directly tell you what he's talking about. He's done that a couple times this year, especially uh, after I believe it was the Browns game and then Matt Canada got fired and he was kind of giggling like some things need to change. And he comes out and says that the, the, the structure on a day-to-day needs to change. The discipline needs to change. And he also did say that it's not directed at the coaching staff, but in theory it is directed at the coaching staff because who sets the culture? Mike Tallman sets the culture. Mike Tallman sets the structure. So that is very, very interesting to me that he said something like that because it makes sense of how they've approached every game this year, of how that they had opportunities to win at home against two teams that only had two wins. Whenever your structure's not in place and there's holes and you're cutting corners, That's how you lose. That's how you get beat by teams that shouldn't beat you. That's a very interesting situation. I don't, I'm trying to really think about who and what it could possibly be. Now I've talked to a bunch of guys. I said earlier before that have played for the Pittsburgh Steelers that did say the structure isn't what it probably should be. And being on a hundred different teams myself, you could tell the teams that were successful, or I could tell the teams that were successful in the NFL based upon the structure on a day to day and the teams that weren't successful. You could, you could base it on the structure of a day to day. There were teams that didn't have a high level of structure and you didn't win. Now, I'm not saying that's end-all, be-all. That's the reason why you win and lose, but that has a lot to do with it. Najee Harris saying he came from a place, and I think he was alluding to Alabama, where there, there was a high level of structure. Nick Saban, and that's why they won. So that, that's something that I, I, I listened to intently, and I tried to put my mind in a place where what could this possibly be, and could this be the root of what – the Steelers were this year. And that root in the core of that, to me, is Mike Tomlin. Is he going to change that part of his dynamic of being a head coach? Seems like he must. Seems like he must do it. All right, coming up next, Pitt basketball team. Man, they are spiraling down the drain. Pitt basketball is, oh, man. Tough to watch at times. They lose to Syracuse last night. And then now, this weekend, they travel to Duke to play the number seven Duke Blue Devils. Not looking good for pit basketball. We'll dive into that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. They bow by 11. And now have to go to Duke, followed by Georgia Tech, and then to Miami. It doesn't get any easier in the ACC. And that's Bill Hillgrove on the final call of last night. Pitt loses to Syracuse by 11 points at home. They're a six-point favored favorite in that game, and uh, you know, just really, just uh, uh, you know, going through this season and coming into this season and, and watching the way that they played, and, and you know, coming off of last season, some of the hype and some of the things that they did down the stretch. Uh, you had a lot of positive thoughts going into this season, knowing that you know you had Henson back, you got the Twins coming back, you had Fetty coming back, you had uh, you know some guys that transfer in, and then obviously Bub Carrington, you know, being a bright spot in the beginning of the season, being one of the top freshmen in the country. You thought that they were going to be able to put something together, but you know these last couple games, <coughs> excuse me, these last couple games in in, in the ACC play just has really been a gauntlet for the Pitt Panthers. And, uh, you know, they're 10-8 and eight right now overall, 1-5 in the ACC, and it's just not going to get better. You know, the the, the road, and there, there's no, like I always say, light at the end of the tunnel. You're, you're going to travel to Duke this weekend. You know what Duke did to you last time uh, about a week ago here in Pittsburgh. And, you know, it, it just comes to a point. I know that Pitt fans are upset. I know that you expected a lot more. And you're questioning the head coach and Jeff Capel and the direction of this pit program. Uh, you know, I get that. And uh, at, at, there was a time about a month ago where I was like, it's not on Jeff Capel. But whenever you start seeing players regress, you start seeing uh, some of the same things that aren't being fixed. Uh, you know, as we say with Mike Tomlin, it, it just points to the top. It does. And I don't know how they're going to figure that out. I don't know, you know, you're gonna have to dig deep. You're gonna have to soul search if you're the Pitt Panthers and you're 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 the the leaders of this team because um, you got to salvage something this season and it's just it, it's a, it's an uphill battle and you knew that that was going to happen. Like being the teams that you did beat in the beginning of the season it was almost a false hope. It was a false hope in the way that you beat them and you know scoring so many points. I mean, I know they played what North Carolina A and T. I think they scored 100 points. You're thinking, okay, this team at least can score. Um, I know it's against North Carolina A&T, but at least they can shoot, at least they can score. And every game, 
um, you know, since their non-conference play has, uh, you know, really gone backwards. It's gone backwards. And the development is the, the question for me of certain players like Federico Federico not getting better from last year to this year. Um, the Twins uh, playing okay but not getting immensely better from last year to this year. Um, I, I don't think that people had the highest of expectations for this Pitt basketball team, but they did have expectations. Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Um, I'll take your calls on this as well if you're if you're Pitt fans, uh, real quick. 412-928-9370. Uh, how are you feeling right now at the state of Pitt basketball? Um, this has been a tough year for, for Pitt football, and it's obviously looking to be a tough year for Pitt basketball. Um, did you have higher expectations than what they did last year? I sort of did as well. I did. I, I, I thought they were going to be better than they were last year, and I thought that they did a damn good job last year. But they seem to have regressed. So 412-928-9370, uh, your thoughts around the program. Uh, is Jeff Capel capable enough to, to getting this team out of the rut that they're in? Is he capable enough of advancing and moving this team forward? A lot of questions to be asked. A lot of questions around the, the basketball team right now. But this is where we are. And I know it's tough. I know it is, but it is what it is right now. So 412-928-9370. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Join Doug Whaley and 93.7 The Fan at Ala Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge as we host a great night of cigars, fun, and football talk. It's Monday, January 29th from 6 to 8 p.m., you get dinner, a cigar, and a drink with your specially priced ticket. Just $93.70 plus tax and gratuity. Only 25 tickets are available for this exclusive event. Call the restaurant and join Doug and 93.7 Fan at Ala Familia's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge. 412-488-1440. You like cigars, Cows? No, I don't. Have I you don't ever smoke. had a cigar? Say that again? Have you ever had a cigar? I have not. You've never had a cigar? No. Huh. Interesting. I love cigars. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you should try a cigar. No, I'm not gonna uh, promote that. I'm not gonna promote that. What do you like to do whenever you're not when you're not working? I feel like you're always working. What do you like to do? Do you do you like to outside of video games as we talked about earlier? What else do you like to do, Callus? I need to know a little bit more about you. So I like to play uh, games outside too, and it's nice sports. Um, I'm a croquet guy. Play that a little bit. Croquet. Um, I play basketball. And um, I play baseball, but not with real baseballs. Me and my friends have these, like, squishy foam balls that kind of move like baseballs, but kind of replicates the feel just on a smaller playing surface. So, yeah, I'm moving, playing video games, or working. That's my life. Nice. Nice. Unless I'm coming to parties with you and people with the fam. Yeah. And I do that, too, for fun sometimes. You know? That is fun. We did have a good time, didn't we? Yeah. It was fun. Okay. That's right. great. There's a clip that I want to play next that I think is funny, and I need to know, and I want your opinion um, about the procedure moving forward from this next clip I want to play in the next segment. In the next segment. Because I feel like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there should be a procedure moving forward. Not a like a not a, a slap on the wrist, not a, uh, a suspension, but how do you handle this situation moving forward after this transpired. Very interesting. I, I watched this video like three times, and I kind of was like, oh, that is not a good look. Not a good look. We'll play that next. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. And right now, Lost the read. Hold on. Oh, 50, the 50-minute the 50 mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. So how about this? Uh, Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They obviously beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and they are advancing in the playoffs. They are advancing to the next round in the playoffs, and they travel to Detroit, Michigan, to play to play the Detroit Lions. So Todd Bowles was doing his press conference yesterday, and Todd Bowles was asked one of the most interesting questions I think I've heard uh, by a reporter in a long time, or maybe even ever. So what's the procedure after this? How do you move forward? What happens after this question and answer transpire? Take a listen. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit, um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. So callous. She cut off a reporter <laughs> to ask that question. Okay, callous, how how do you move forward from here? What, what's, what should happen? Um, I don't – I don't – like, should that reporter not be uh, – I don't know. I'm not going to say they're not allowed to, to ask questions again, but should they be called into the principal's office and be made aware of what they said? I wonder. It. I mean, it depends what outlet she's from because, like, local news, sometimes that stuff will happen. You just want to ask the generic pre-planned questions. But if you're if you're writing for a, a sports journal or a oh. sports newspaper oh. or you're – your job, like if it were Jenna Harner that asked a question like that, I would be ashamed of Jenna. Right. Because I know how diligent she is and how much she uh, does sports. Like if Bob Pompiani, KDK, asked that question, I'd be like, guy, this is what you do. Right. So I, it all depends. But, yeah, I mean, if you're asking a question like that as a sports reporting professional, that's that's bad look. The Detroit Lions have played indoors for the last 50 years. Yeah. For the last 50 years. Um, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I'm surprised he didn't like. I think he he wanted to laugh because they probably thought it was a joke. I mean, I would have thought it was a joke. Like, are you messing with me? Like, are you are you being serious? Uh, I do kind of feel bad for the lady. I do wonder. We might have to do our own research here. 
to figure out what outlet she does work for. Like, is she just like a news person that is just was was, uh, you know, subbed in because somebody was sick and she had to go ask a question at his press conference? But yeah, like, I, I, I'd laugh if it were that, because that, that, that stuff happens when you're right. not a sports specialist. But man, man, that's tough. That's tough. I, 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 she, yeah. you hear the beginning? She cut off somebody else. <laughs> Here, let's play it again. I'm playing one more time. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? Near the dome. <laughs> I don't. She didn't say. <laughs> um, no, nothing planned. We're we're indoors, and we only have to be outside for twenty seconds, getting off the bus, going under the thing. So we'll be okay. You know, <laughs> that, that's a novice question too, because like she's like adding to the question. You should typically just ask it, like, right? How do you think weather's going to affect you? Yeah, it was but a long she, question. But she's like, you know. Weather has affected a lot of games so far in the playoffs, and Detroit's temperature right now is 13 degrees. Who cares about that? She That's she elaborated question. where like, and she took time away from other people to ask questions. I bet you everybody was like, "Are you bleeping kidding me right now?" The funniest part was whenever <laughs> he asked her, he's like, "You do know that uh, you do know that <laughs> is indoors, right?" And you she didn't say indoors. anything. Yeah, no response. Oh, I thought that was so funny. Bad look. Yeah, it's a bad look, but I don't want to make fun of her, but. I am. It is what it is. That's a bad question. That was a terrible question, actually. That was awful. Like, <laughs> wasting everybody's time. Yeah. Everybody's time. Fan weather. <laughs> Not Detroit weather, but fan weather here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com today. High of 21, low of 8 degrees, mostly clear. Tomorrow. High of 29, low of 19 with overcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 